This is the 10 Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions based podcast, diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nonsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 42 is brought to us by Blueberry Markets. Traders, can you even call yourself a trader if you're not trading right now? With all that's going on in the world, you cannot afford to consistently leave money on the table like this. Get out there and start trading. Trade Forex, trade stocks, trade crypto. You can trade all of these things with Blueberry Markets. And on top of that, you're getting the best customer service in the world. Now, how do you do that? Well, first of all, you have to be outside of the United States. If you are, click the link in the show notes that will take you to my blog about Blueberry Markets. It will keep you updated on everything that's going on and everything you have to know. At the bottom of the blog is the magic link. You click the magic link. You will not only get a sign-up bonus, you will also get your own personal customer service representative should anything ever go wrong. I've been trading for 12 years now. Trust me, something always goes wrong at some point. If you are inside of the United States, do not despair. I got a great broker for you too. And you will find the link for them in the show notes as well. It is the 10 Minute Contrarian Podcast. And yes... I have finally gotten a bull signal on my Bitcoin and Ethereum weekly charts. In the future, please don't ask me if I'm getting a signal or what I think about a particular coin or token. I am not a free signal service. I give this information voluntarily. I certainly don't have to. Uh, But with crypto, I chose to. And if you didn't already know, I track all of these moves on a certain blog post that I will also link down below if you haven't seen it before. And I will also point out, unlike every single crypto YouTuber and crypto Twitter follow, who kept buying all the way down, I have waited until now to buy, and win or lose, I am still getting in at much lower prices. And this is just a testament to the technical analysis system we run here. If you use trend lines and support and resistance lines and trash dinosaur technical analysis indicators, well, yeah, you probably got a lot of signals all the way down, a lot of incorrect signals. Um, But our system keeps you out of those losing trades, and despite all that, still gets you into as many winners as humanly possible. Will you ever get in at the most optimal price? No, probably never. Uh, But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. We win by not losing, and those some bitches lost a lot. Now, all of this being said, I'm not super in love with the signal I got. Now, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, I follow my charts, and that's what I do. But here in episode 42, let me give you just my general overall take on the state of the cryptocurrencies market right now. And hopefully, it will help you make some decisions as well. But even though I'm kind of torn right now between a bull and a bear case, at the end of the day, I follow my charts because my charts get rid of that analysis paralysis and allows me to stay out of my own way. So despite what you hear me say for the next 10 minutes, I'm still moving. When my chart tells me to go, I go. I execute. And I'm okay with being wrong. I'm okay with being publicly wrong. It certainly wouldn't be the first time. Uh, But those of you who have followed me for some time know that crypto-wise, we've done pretty darn good. So let's keep that streak going. Now, let me get the bear cases out of the way first, because there are a few. For starters, I, like many of you, are still expecting the overall equities market to fall much further than it already has, like real prolonged recession type stuff. And for the first time pretty much ever, 
the Fed has actually started to throw that word out. They finally realized it. They'll never say it out loud. But they did what all the smart macro people said they were going to do, and they backed themselves into a corner. And there's really no way out. You can either let inflation go crazy or you can crash the market. There's not much in between here. And as much as they have stuffed rich people's pockets for the last six, seven, eight years, there's a lot more middle class and poor people than there are rich people. Elections are coming up. You know how this goes. So I still fully see a much bigger downturn coming in the markets. And historically, it doesn't always happen. But these two things correlate. We've talked about this before. The riskiest investments have to go. For a lot of people, crypto is still the riskiest thing they hold. As we have also said before, if this decline is nice and slow, you will see a lot less of this than you will if it was like the, the COVID crash back in 2020, to where everything gets dumped at once. Uh, but either way, there's no way I, you, or anyone can rule this out. And me entering positions now can certainly be me entering positions too early fully aware of that. Uh, but this is not by far the only bearish case I have. Bearish case number two has to do with the blog I wrote on Thursday. If you have not read it, that means you don't follow me on Twitter, which means you hate money, but that's okay. I will still link it down below if you want to read it. It talked about what I see forthcoming, and that's going to be an NFT winter. I think the NFT market is has pretty much lost almost all of its steam, except for the projects at the very top. And people are going to start selling them off to get liquid. Now, will they be buying more crypto? Well, possibly that would be good for the market. But with all the other stuff that I think is coming, like an even larger energy crisis, food crisis, recession, all of that, you know, this is hard to say because so many of us have never known a time that wasn't just amazing financially. And by amazing, I mean you can pay your bills and eat and still have some money left over. You know, I think a lot of that is going away for a lot of people. And is there anything more definitive of a luxury purchase than an NFT? I mean, talk about having too much money. You know, we're not talking about flippers. Flippers are going to flip. I'm talking about actually having it as something to collect. Well, when it comes to hanging on to your collection or paying the gas bill or eating or getting to work, you know, you're not going to choose the picture of a dinosaur wearing a bow tie, and no matter how rad you think it is. It's got to go. And if we enter a situation like I just described, you know, expect a lot of sell-offs, especially in that market. You know, people really want to hold on to these things to see if one day they will actually take off. But in a lot of cases, if they haven't already, then the fantasy factor falls and the reality factor starts to creep in. And I think a lot of these are going to get sold off. And I think the overall crypto market will suffer as a result. And now for my third bear case, and I think it was the episode on Chainlink where I brought this up before. Again, people, even influencers out there are so dumb. They think we get three positive days in the crypto market that we are off to the races. They literally do not know what a retracement is. They think every recovery is going to be this V-shaped recovery. And this is what I saw last time. People were way too excited over what amounted to maybe three, four green candles in the crypto market. And then I took a look at the fear and greed index and it went all the way up to 50, like in the span of a week. And I'm like, uh-uh, no, this, we're going back down. And that's exactly what happened. Now, when I shot that episode, the fear and greed in index was, uh, was at 50. It was neutral. And currently, as I shoot this episode, the fear and greed index is at 47, which is still neutral territory. Um, I would prefer it to be much lower. 
I want to buy when others are still fearful, not when they're neutral. People are dumb. I want to buy when they don't want to buy. Now, I do understand that because of the system that we run, you do need some upward momentum first before you enter a trade. So that's just kind of how it goes. But again, I would like to see overall sentiment be a little less um, excited than they are now. You know, if I were one of the great manipulators out there, I would take the market down again and say, hey, that's what you get for being excited. Don't ever get excited again. And some of them probably won't. And so next time we see something like this, maybe that's the move that we're really looking for. Maybe that's the bottom. You know, but after being wrong a million times, there are still people out there saying, oh, we'll never see sub $40,000 Bitcoin again. You know, and if you say something like that enough times, eventually you're going to be right. But I just, I don't like seeing it as much as I'm seeing it right now. You know, I want McDonald's hats. I want people losing all hope. That's the environment I really want to get bullish in. Uh, but hey, you can't have everything. Got to do what my chart says. But with all of that negativity out of the way, now let's move on to the bull cases. I probably have an equal amount of both cases. Let's go ahead and start with the first. And that is my overall outlook on crypto is the same as it's always been extremely bullish. I think the blockchain is going to be the way we do pretty much everything for the next 10 years, maybe 20 or 30. And sometimes you hear these people talk about quantum computing and how that's going to take over the blockchain. Here's what I want you to do next time you hear somebody say that. Ask them exactly how that's going to happen. They will respond with crickets. And for those of you who don't understand that idiom, they will respond with silence because they don't know. They just heard somebody say it. To where even a ding-dong like me, like if you give me another 10 minutes, I could actually tell you generally how this whole blockchain thing is going to take place and replace much of what we already use as far as technology goes. It's that good, and these companies are that good already. Not to mention all the even better companies we're going to have coming down the line. And if you don't think it's coming, just look at almost all of the white-collar job postings out there right now. Everybody is getting into crypto because they know it's the future too. Humanity is making the shift. Instead of just an idea like it was three, four years ago, it's actually happening. And so anybody who's bearish long-term at this point, I just can't get on board with that. 95% of the long-term bear arguments out there are not good arguments. They're easily refuted and they have been a hundred times. And the remaining 5% that does have some validity behind it is pretty much nothing more than just a speculation. Oh, government's going to shut off all the electricity and you won't be able to use it. Okay. Bitcoin was actually created by the CIA or one of the European NGOs. Okay. Not completely impossible, but is that really going to scare people away from investing in it? That's going to scare off like 25 people because it is highly, highly improbable. And then there's the idea of government shutting it down, which leads me to my second point. The last two or three weeks or so, we have seen billionaires, funds, government organizations, entire countries either adopting Bitcoin or getting ready to. All of this in a very short amount of time, like I said. It's funny what these world crises will do to wake people up. And what's good for Bitcoin is good for the rest of the market too. Always has been. Despite the volatility, despite all the bear cases, they still want in. So even though dumb money is all excited about it, smart money is too. And that gives me another level of comfort going forward. 
And just as a general finance guy, it's so fascinating to watch. Is anybody else just completely taken aback by all this? Like how we get to live through this part of our own financial history and just history in general? I can't think of a better movie. But moving on to bull case number three. And that is that even if everything starts to collapse or even if it starts to stagnate, there will always be people out there with money that are going to be looking for alpha. You got to understand, the entire decade was either really great returns in the stock market for older people or extraordinary returns in the crypto market for younger people. This is all they know. This is all they understand. And they are not just going to sit there and accept all of this futility. They know there are gains to be had, and they are going to find them. And what better place to find them than a market that is criminally undervalued, which is my number four bull case. A lot of these tokens are still anywhere from 50 to 70% off of their highs. And if crypto really is going to be the future of everything we do, were those really the all-time highs? Probably not. Probably not even close. So if the bull signal I'm getting now is wrong, and then the next one after that is right, or the one two times after that is right, it's like, who cares? Are you in this long term or not? You guys know I am. So I'm hyped to get into these projects that are 50 to 70% off their highs. Are you kidding me? All day. On top of that, one of the best things you can ever do from an investment standpoint is sell off what is expensive for something that is cheap. What out there is expensive right now, except for arguably S&P 500 stocks, the United States dollar, and really all fiat for that matter, but especially the United States dollar. It's almost at 99 right now on the dollar index. That's really high. Could it go higher? And do I think it's going to go higher? Yeah, I do. But that doesn't mean it's not expensive right now. And if you think back to episode 35 where I said always have cash on hand. Yes, always have cash on hand for moments like this. Where you get the opportunity to take your expensive cash and exchange it for something cheap. I feel like fiat overall is expensive but especially the dollar. I feel like the crypto market is cheap right now. So if my system that I've trusted for all these years is finally giving me a buy signal, well, then that's exactly what I'm going to do. So what am I buying? Well, you guys who follow this podcast since day one probably already know, but let me go ahead and update everybody. Um, in terms of the cryptos we have talked about individually on this podcast, uh, let's start with Trust Wallet Token. Um, earlier earlier this week, I put out a tweet saying, hey, this thing has kind of run <laughs> out of nowhere. Like even before these other tokens started to pump, TWT was pumping. And then it really pumped, like when everything else started running. So that discount I was looking for for my second tranche is no longer there. So I will not be pulling the trigger on that. Um, if anything, I will hold on to that money and see if it actually comes down again. And if that happens for some reason... Then I'll go ahead and put in my second tranche. But if not, then, you know, I'm okay with having half a bag. You know, if I don't have a full one, it's not the end of the world. It's better than an empty bag. And that is exactly what I have with episode seven's darling. And that is Polkadot. So for those of you who don't know, this is one of the first individual cryptos I mentioned on this podcast. Uh, we got in. I got my 3x gain. So I took my original position off the table and set my stop loss to break even. 
And unfortunately, as it happens sometimes, uh, when the market crashed and went down, price came and hit my break-even stop-loss, and I am now out of the position. I have no polka dot. And as much as I still like the project, I am okay not having polka dot right now. There could certainly be other opportunities in the future, um, but I will be keeping that money in USDC for now. And we'll hopefully get the chance to deploy it later. So, cool stories, VP. What are you actually buying? Well, you already know. I will be adding to my positions on Litecoin and Chainlink. And I am very excited to do so. Now, there are a few newer projects out there that I just want to see more from before I enter. But something tells me if this is the next leg up, there's going to be dips on the way up. And I will not only have opportunities to buy if I want, but I'll have a lot more information on those projects than I have right now. And then as far as existing positions go, I will say this. If you don't have any Cardano, you should probably pick some up. Not financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor. Don't do anything I say. But there's people out there who are finally waking up to what Cardano is doing. Now, we already knew this. This was episode 32, I believe, the, the Cardano ecosystem. Yeah, to where I said, look, guys, this is a sleeping giant. They have so many projects going on right now to where before they had almost none. And these projects are solid. And finally now, this week, it just seems like people are finally taking note and saying, oh my gosh, Cardano actually has stuff on it and it's awesome and it's decentralized and it's not having any of the problems that these other layer ones are having. Yeah, well, no shit, guys. That's why it's my top position. And I would add to it if it wasn't already my top position, I'm looking to get diversified. Did I just say diversified? <laughs> I think I did. We're going to leave it in there. See, you get me all excited. My country ass starts talking all country. Uh, but that's how pumped up I am about the future of Cardano as well. So there's a little bonus nugget in there for those of you who weren't already aware of my extreme bullishness on that project. But I think that's it. That's the gist of where I see the crypto market right now. As always, are there people out there who know this market a lot better than me? Absolutely. But you have to ask yourself sometimes too, might they be a little too close to the market to see what's really going on? I think sometimes that's often the case. So getting the overall opinion of general finance guys like myself can be a good thing, especially if that man's a contrarian, because they've been calling contrarians like us crazy for a long time. But now reality is hitting them in the face. We weren't crazy. We're just early. <laughs>